Shut up and sit down. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Mike and Melissa are back for another episode. Hey, hey, hey. How y'all doing today? Doing great. It's a great day. Another great day. Another great day. Boy, we're going to kind of bang a couple episodes out, aren't we? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. All right, I like this. Yeah. So this is a lot of fun. So today we're going to talk about the uh, teachers under attack, as you saw or from schools. the title. Or the schools, yes. Yeah. Uh, teachers, when and you think about be. it. Should, <laughs> some of the teachers should be under attack. Right, because yeah, a sure. lot of them have disagreeing opinions. So for those that don't know that are watching outside the state of Nevada, um, we have the governor. Well, ha- well no, not the governor. The uh, So, no, no, no. So, so three, two to three weeks. Me. I know. Two to three weeks ago, <laughs> the school district came out with a survey. And they wanted to know how parents felt. Cohort A and cohort B were going to school for two days a week. And then cohort C was all distance learning. And then there was, I think there was another option for 100% back to school. I forget which one it was. But I digress in regards to the the legality of, of the survey. What happened... What, what had happened, happened was, <laughs> oh my gosh, um, what happened is with the survey, the school district got it back and everyone wanted their kids going back to school. So they started working on that. They started working on a plan, working on what we need to do, how are we going to facilitate this, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, last night, last night? Uh, the night before. Night before. <laughs> was it last night? No, it was last night. I don't know. Anyway. <coughs> Who knows? <laughs> I've lost my days. I've lost track of days. The school district has a board meeting and all of a sudden completely shuts down the school district and says, nope, 100% distance learning. And during this conference, and we'll put the link on here and I'll tell you, it, it's about three minutes or three and a half minutes in. They put up the list of who all of cohort A and B and C and 100% back. Now, do you know if it was just Clark County or was it the entire Clark state? County. Just Clark, Clark County. County. Yeah. So the rest of the state is going to open but up Clark in County some way. Clark County is over 350,000 students. Well, yeah. I mean, it's we have. It's huge. It's like half the state. But Clark County alone has like two thirds of the state's population. Yeah. So, so. I mean, it, it, it's a huge district. And that's. Clark County School District has 99 problems. And one of them for sure is its size. Yeah. It's, but, it's um, what? seventh biggest in the country i don't know so but it's, we're it's worse pretty up the, there we're worse in the country so right. or like second to last but anyway <laughs> so it comes out and these digits come up and you can kind of see them they're a little fuzzy but you can tell that more adults and more parents had chosen the going back to school at least two times a week if not full time and yet the school district still did not listen uh, Superintendent Jara did not listen. Nor did the other uh, school, board, uh, board, school members. board. Yeah, yeah. None of them cared what the people were saying, and this is the problem with Clark. Ca- oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's exactly what the problem is with everything, with everything in government. 
Um, whether now we're explaining schools, but that's exactly going from school to county to or city, county, oh, yeah. state, Yeah, like we were federal. talking about the other day with a lack of leadership. Like oh, yeah. Our school district has a lack of leadership just continued on into our schools. And they just, they don't care what you think. They're just going to do what they want. And that's mm-hmm. the problem with everything. And that's, and that's why... The school district in and of itself has a s- serious retention issue, has serious learning issues. It, it, You guys, I taught in the district for five years, and it is, even back then, in the late 90s, it was bad. So I can't even imagine what it's like right now. I feel for these teachers who actually care for their kids and want to teach them and want to be back in school because here's, here's the, here's the gist of it. I was totally half expecting you to like throw up quotes with the care. (laughs) No, (laughs) but but some of them actually do. Some of them actually do. But here's here's the problem. Oh, now I got son of a biscuit. You see what you do to me all the time now? (laughs) Oh, 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 got it. Came on. Okay, thank you. So these teacher teachers are deemed essential workers, which means you need to go back to work. Okay, so which means if you do not feel safe, then quit your job and don't go back to work. It is not fair, or get a leave of absence or something, or, or something. Yeah. But it's not fair that you get to say, "Nah, I'm out," but I still want to get my thirty-five to seventy-five to a hundred twenty-five thousand dollar income, where my husband can't go back to work. He's not deemed essential. He's essential for That's our a blow family. To your ego, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But he can't go back to work. But you are given an opportunity to go back to work, and you choose not to. So, so what happened in this vote is the um, teachers union and the school board decided this. Yep. Not the parents. Not the teachers. Well, no. The, well, the teachers union uh, supposedly contacted them. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. But I can tell you what. When I taught most in the unions district, are left leaning, anyways. Correct. But when I taught in the district, I chose not to be in the union. You want to know why? Because they're mostly left leaning, and they don't care about what I'm doing. And everyone's like, "Oh, aren't you worried about getting sued?" I'm like, "I'm not doing anything bad." Right. Like, when like, you do your job correctly. You, when you do what you're supposed to do, <laughs> you shouldn't be worried about getting sued. I'm just saying. But so anyway, so you've got you've got a school board and you've got a teacher union who does not care about what the parents think, what the family needs, and what the teachers are thinking. So they just completely disregarded and is like, whatever, we don't care, we're gonna do what we want anyway. And that is such poor leadership. I'm calling you out, Superintendent Jara. You are horrific. I don't know how you got this job because I don't even remember a vote going in. Like, all of a sudden, it was just a new superintendent. So, I don't know if the old one resigned or what happened. I don't know. Well, and here's what's funny is that I want to say a week prior, at most a week prior, uh, the superintendent, because the, the governor uh, cut education funding again, because, uh, you know, we're in the hole, like $1.2 billion. 
Um, <laughs> so of course, you know, education got cut, and, and then it rolls, and down. it rolls down. So, no. so then the superintendent was now getting mad at the governor, and the governor was blaming the superintendent, and then this this tit for tat type thing. <laughs> I'm just like, you guys are four. You're a couple of four year olds. You fighting I, <laughs> over a Barbie or a truck in the sandbox, definitely or whatever a Barbie. You wanna, yeah, a transgender just, Barbie. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they're out there now. I saw pictures. Stop. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. It's really bad. Do not send my daughter one of those or my son. Uh, no. Come on. Anyone. I'm just saying. No. So anyway, so we've got this essential, like, I think I de- I've deemed myself essential, and yet you're not wanting to go back to work. Oh, my gosh. You're going to kill us. Oh, my gosh. You're killing the children. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Don't send us back to school. You're going to kill the children. Like, really? Like, really? <laughs> All right, so not only that, so to go with this statistic, the CDC has come out and said the number of deaths between, was it the age of 1 to 18? Uh, was it, or is it one I to think 13? it was 1 to 16. It was actually a buddy of mine uh, who is... Pretty reliable and respectable. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, he works for the military. <laughs> and uh, he can, he's the one that told me that, yeah, only like 18 kids. 18. Between, uh, like Melissa said, 1 and 16, I think he said. Okay. Uh, died from COVID. Now, don't get us wrong. And that's horrible. 18 is bad. But here's the other thing, too. And this is what is truly upsetting and people are not understanding or realizing that those deaths could have had underlining things like, God forbid, they had leukemia. Or God forbid, they had, you know, something else. Or like liver issues. Or God forbid, they had an underlining condition that was why they passed. But the thing that I've always stressed since even this whole BS has started is, did they die with or did they die from? Right, because that's a big difference. And um, and you know what's funny is people are like, that's not, that's, you shouldn't delineate. Yeah, yes, you yeah, should. You should. Y- that, yes, that, you need to. Because how many people, because you notice, and going back to our way back when episodes, uh, <laughs> uh, a little throwback right there. Uh, <laughs> how many, you notice that um, flu deaths, and pneumonia deaths, you know, all these other deaths. Were, were, yeah, no one's talking about them. Did they just stop? All of a sudden, COVID no. essentially cured no, them? Didn't. Like, no. It, <laughs> no, COVID took their place. Yeah, it, all it is is they, they're lumping everything together, inflating the numbers, because it is different. It, it's no different than uh, just getting a heart attack because of obesity uh, or getting a heart attack because you got electrocuted. It, it, it's, yeah, it's vastly two different. Totally different things. <laughs> like one is heart disease, and one is like an accident, right? Heart attack. And you're you like, know? well, that's not. It's apples and oranges. And we go. Well, that's exactly the that's point exactly we're trying to make. What we're saying is they are <laughs> apples and oranges. So I I don't want to play light that it was that there were eighteen no, deaths. Any any kid d- death is is horrible. Any death. Any death. Well. But here's my thing. Of Death old is a age, part of life. And I was going to get there. Like, like of old age, if you've lived your life and you've had a great life and things have, have God has blessed you, and then fantastic. Right. Because then, none of us are getting out of here alive. That's one statistic. But no parent should have to I bury their it. child. I agree with. Yes. And that's that's the difference. So and it doesn't matter how old that child is. It right. should never happen. Exactly. And so it's sad. My kids will bury me. 
not the other God way around. Willing. God willing, right? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, there's. So, they did this vote. They uh, disregarded. They disregarded any, everything. Anybody's ideas or thoughts or anything. They disregarded everyone and was just like, eh, we're going to do what we want anyway. Like, do what I want. <laughs> do what I want. <laughs> seriously. They like why I got a even waste feeling about this <laughs> exactly like why even waste your time? So we now, know you're not listening. So to who's us. and when it comes right down to it, who's the ones that are really suffering? Oh, the kids, the kids, a thousand percent. Because. And this is what they don't get is that they're going to this is going to be a huge detriment to yeah. them, and they don't care. I know they don't care. It, Zero it, cares. It, they don't care about anybody but themselves. So here's why we say that: it's not because if you have 18 deaths from COVID. That means if kids are getting them, which they're not, their their studies are showing they're like not getting them. Okay, so those of people with kids, seriously, masks and social distancing, it doesn't happen with right. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're all over each other regardless. They don't care. Uh, I see now I lost my train of thought. You oh did it. Oh my t- god, <laughs> tag, you're it. <laughs> so. Uh, we're saying about kids and who it is hurting the most. And yeah, because. Part of school is, it's more than just the actual education. It, it is. It's the social aspect. It's the um, social. The common sense. The common sense when you're dealing with just other people. interactions, yeah. Because of interactions, you learn how to talk to people. Uh, that's including adults to other kids and, and even the opposite sex. Because oh, you, for sure. I mean. This is like social skills social, at its highest. Right. So. When you when you deprive a kid that one, a lot of them are going to internalize it. How do we know? Because our kids were internalizing it, and they're homeschooled. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's rough. When you we have to explain, no, it's not your fault. You're not being in, you're not being punished. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just people in charge are douchebags. And it was actually kind of funny because Jaden was like, "Are you going to do another podcast?" We're like, "Yeah, we're going to do." Are you going to talk about the, how the gun the governor sucks? And we're like, that's we're a good like, topic, well, buddy. That's that's kind of what we always talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's 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 so like kids are um, social. Uh, humans are social. Right. We're all. Social we need to beings. be around other people. Like even even through even through the beginning of this, I said at the start, I'm like, suicides are going to increase. Domestic violence is going to increase. Mm-hmm. You know, self harm is going to increase. Um, child abuses, all of this stuff is going to increase because the, we are not, we are not meant to be isolated. No, and and for the for the parents, both parents that are working, or even a single parent, and assuming they are working because a lot of people are still not, but let's just say they are. Now, how are they going to be able to maintain a job when they have to watch a kid at home? Exa- oh no, a thousand. You, you percent. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's a de- in in. The governor's coming out. Well, we're kind of we're trying to come up with uh, daycare facility. Well, if you're gonna put them in okay. daycare, put them in school. Put them in school. And not only that, <laughs> but like we were talking about that. Like, so I hate to to make the correlation, but it's a valid correlation. Public school, charter school, private school is essentially daycare. Public schools that free daycare. Granted, you pay with it with your property taxes. 
but charter school. But you is pay for daycare, daycare too, so correct. And and um, but it's free daycare, so these people yeah. can can send their kids to school. They can go work and earn an income and not be strapped with another bill, with another right. debt, with another thing that they have to figure out how to pay for. But where where we're going is, I get it. You're not a daycare. A teacher is not a daycare person because they're actually trying, well, good teachers are actually trying to impart knowledge and wisdom and and teach and guide and um, mentor and mold these kids. Now, I'm hoping that a lot of those teachers are of great character and moral and ethical values that they hold of high esteem. And all of this. However, the problem is, is just like you have some bad cops or some bad firefighters or some bad police officers or um, doctors or whatever. There's bad, bad teachers. Bad anything. Now, it's sad because a lot of teachers do like to impart their um, prejudices and indoctrinations and whatnot. But when I taught, I really did try and teach like, hey, we need to be good citizens. We need to be kind and caring and helpful and all of this stuff because that's the kind – I want to mold a child to be a good citizen so that when they leave my classroom, they're better for the next friend or teacher or whatever it is in the future. It, may it be the next classroom or may it be 10 years from now. And so I think it's really important to understand that you're in, that teachers have a huge responsibility and – Parents are entrusting, hopefully, their most precious commodity with you for eight hours a day. (laughs) You have such power to choose what avenue you want to take that. Some of you might choose to take it one way, and others might choose to take it something else. But I think in the end, like I've always said, we've got to be heading towards that same goal, which in education is Raising an educated human who can read and think and not only just think for themselves, but critical thinking, logical thinking, all of this stuff. And yet what's happening is that that's not happening. Right. So uh, <laughs> as you can see, this is uh, gets Near Melissa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, being Melissa is a former teacher. Well, I don't want to even say former teacher because you're still a teacher. You homeschool our kids and you even homeschool other people's kids you know when you go when you're interacting with uh your groups you know and so um I think everything you said is spot on um problem is is that people are allowing the people are allowing this straight up madness to continue Mm -hmm. because they're allowing their fear when the numbers don't support your fear Mm -hmm. um Masks don't work. They they don't. They've been proven they don't work. Kids wouldn't wear them anyways. Jaden even tells me because he's been going to baseball, and granted he's eight, so he's not required to. So when he's out actually running around with the other kids and everything, this is how I know it's all BS. It, and none of the other kids have symptoms either. So, and they've been interacting with each other. Uh, tomorrow's going to be the fourth day. So on a side note on that, I know somebody, I know a friend who, remember, she got COVID. Yeah. And her husband got COVID, but their three children did not. Right. Um, I'm going to go back to, granted, we think, because Melissa at the time 
There was no test in November. Correct. Um, but Melissa had all the symptoms of COVID. Um, Grace even got sick. Uh, Jaden and I did not. Yeah, and, and then how did we treat it? We used albuterol and a breathing treatment, and we were fine. We did, right. like, three treatments, and the next— You like, even used it, and that's mainly oh, yeah. Grace's, like, yeah. her oh, no. level. Like, I totally used it. I was like, screw—oh, I put in a couple extra doses for me because I'm right. bigger. But no, totally fine. Yeah, and that—so we're going to go into that in another <laughs> episode about um, other therapeutics, but— there's always another option, and kids are so resilient anyways. God made them that way. I mean, all of us are resilient if you just take care of yourself. So let alone kids who are just wiping their nose, drooling, uh, and doing whatever, and farting on each other. Right? <laughs> or like, COVID, COVID, COVID. <laughs> You know, you see the kids, are, like, the you kids know they're like going to do that. You know like, they're going to take it. If they had to wear a mask, they'd probably take it off and chase someone with oh, it. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, hello, that's what I would do because it's funny. Okay, so. Yeah, we so lighten up. Yeah, so lighten up. So we talked about that. Okay, so let's talk about the predicament that this decision has put. Um, well, before we do, let's oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. let's do some plugage. So, uh, yeah, check us out on our social media. Uh, our different platforms that's out there. Uh, if you want to help out the channel in any way, especially uh, if you, of course, like, whoops. share, subscribe. I gotta fix my screen. Oh, there we go. Oh, uh, so there we go. Got the like, anyways. <laughs> and of course, don't forget to check out our merch right there. So, uh, yeah, if you want to help out the channel, um, help us grow. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, if you like so. what we're saying, you know, people like the same things, and please share us. We'd love that uh, viewership to go up, and we'd love to get more people interacted. Right. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm just adjusting some stuff real okay, quick. Okay, so. so then I'm going to go into where the district has put us as a predicament for families. Um, it has essentially said to the single-family parent, I don't care about where you're at or what you're doing or how hard this hits you or what you're going to do with your child. Even a two-parent household, that's going to put a strain say, on them. Well, a two-income family. Yeah. So you've got, you've got you know, the single-parent issue, you've got the two-income family issue, and then you've got, which, God forbid, you've got a special needs kid, which Grace is special needs. She's got ROP and um, bronchial pulmonary dysplasia, which is uh, BPD. So her learning, she was super early, so her learning curve, even though she just turned six, is still delayed. She's trying to catch up, and we, you know, mom tries that all the time, but, um, you know, it's one of those things where I know that there are far more challenging, um, that was weird, kind <laughs> of like came right in the middle, um, Sorry. far more challenging Special needs, like people, um, children who are on the spectrum, um, people who um, need medical issue. Like, there, there are a lot of different challenges that parents can come into effect. And the school district essentially was just like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if you're a single parent and you don't have anyone living around you and you don't have anyone to take care of your six-year-old. That's what they did. Yeah. (laughs) Six-year-old when you have to work. So, in the state of Nevada, the, um, oh, I forget the name of the law, but anyway, it's like a, a, is your child old enough to stay home alone? And essentially, 
that law dictates and is left up to the parent. So if mm. you're, as a parent, you think that your three-year-old can stay home alone and be fine all day for eight hours by themselves, you can do that. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> okay. That's not good. Um, you know, and I have an eight-year-old and now she just turned six and I wouldn't even do that with them. Right. And so, I mean, it just, you sit there and you're like, um, this maybe is a potential for some huge issues. Right. So, I mean, what if, what if a kid, what if an eight-year-old wants to make lunch and starts, turns on the oven and then starts a fire and then the whole house burns down? Or even, even something more simple of the microwave. Oh, you for know, sure. What if the microwave, in there. Yeah. What if the microwave catches on fire? Um, or they run outside, heaven forbid, and then just wander off. Or, you know, something's going on at home, and let's say you teach them to go to the neighbors, and they're not home. You know, there's just so many things that can go wrong, and people, I think that people in the government right now, in Nevada anyways, and I'm sure in a lot of other states, are very short-sighted. Uh, you just oh, for sure. You just look at what's right in front of you, and yeah. don't think about any consequences nope. because you just shoot from the hip. Um, this is going back to our last episode about leadership. This is total lack of leadership. And this is what was bothering us from the from the get go. Uh, and now you're going to have you're going to put more of a strain financially, economically uh, by not having kids go to school because there is an economic uh, uh, benefit. Correct. Because you can have parents go out. I mean, there there are a lot of single income uh, families, our friends included, mm-hmm. who uh, while their kids are at school, they go out do the shopping, they go out do all well, this, and, I and know you know, a lot it's of people who volunteer, like they'll volunteer yeah. at the school so that they're there and they're kind of there with their kids and they do whatever. But we know a lot of people who just because you're a single income family doesn't mean that the other spouse is sitting at home eating bonbons on the couch. Shut (laughs) it. But no, it it doesn't. I'm kidding. It totally doesn't. But you know, and then so, so feeding off. Well, I mean, that's what I'm getting at. They're able to run the errands and take care of the house. uh, Correct. And, and which is just as important because especially if you have a single income, uh, the other person is able to do the other stuff that maybe the person working the income earning right per person yeah you know what I mean so, oh no for sure so it, I like didn't I, want to be I like give, a bash no, no, no. Uh, I was trying to point out that there is an economic benefit to having kids go to school as well as the kids because what do they a lot of especially if they're older they what a lot of times they do they'll go out and buy whatever they'll go to the store they'll go they'll go hang oh, out to help, so, you know what i mean to help the economy yeah mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah but i i mean like and not only that but i give mad props to those single parents men or women yeah, whatever you totally. are like we've known a single dad who bust his butt with his son for baseball and worked his bum off and, worked like on the other side of town yeah i mean like i i know i know single dads who have just been phenomenal i know single moms who like are just outstanding and i seriously i don't know how you do it because i could not work eight hours or 10 hours whatever it is and then come home and cook and clean and laundry and then be a mom and be a mom and try and be supportive well, and, and, you, and help and you with would homework. also have to be with dad you know your mom and dad in a single or and vice versa with dads 
Um, you have to be dad and kind of mom as well. Yeah, you have to be both parents. And then yeah. and then on top of that, helping with homework, where I've been told sometimes homework is four hours a day. Like, I'm, Which, I'm sure ridiculous. those single parents are like, there's not enough hours in the day. I don't know how they do it. I truly do not know how you did it. So mad props to the single parents out there because they have no life. That's n- what. Well, and I hope that they do get to have some. I yeah. mean, they I, I almost it. like now talking about this. I almost want to go adopt a single mom or a dad <laughs> and be like, "I'll come do your laundry today," or so. You know what I mean? Because, dude, I know how hard it is for me, and I'm busy. Yeah. And I don't even work. I mean, I work. I do volunteer and I do a lot of stuff and I teach and I, there's well, a yeah, lot of stuff that I do. That's where I'm getting at, like with the single income household. Like, yeah. Because, you know, I go to work for every few days now, but I go to work and Melissa's home. She teaches the kids. She'll do the laundry. She'll do whatever around the house. Uh, or she has um, her, her outings. I call her outings with uh, the groups. Uh, sometimes it's group education. Sometimes it's uh, just being out um, and socializing because that is important. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. especially for the kids, but it's also <laughs> keeps her sane. Yeah, I need to see my <laughs> other moms because hey, trust me, yeah. her sanity is <laughs> very important to me. <laughs> yeah, there, it was funny. There, something happened one day. It was like three or four weeks. I couldn't see anyone, and I looked at him, and I'm like. Um, my friends just called. We're having a pain thing, and I'm going. He's like, please go. <laughs> She's driving me nuts. <laughs> and I like, I get it, but it, it's like I said at the beginning, we are social in nature. Humans right. are social in nature. You cannot isolate someone. E- even and the introverts. Have them come out okay. Dude, even them are having problems. Right, even they are having problems there, with that. There's, oh a lot of gu- there's a lot of guys I work with, and they're like, I'm basically a homebody, but during that whole three months, I was like, I need to get out of the house. I need, I need to go do something because. Yeah. Well, you, remember, we would get out and just drive. We would just. Go I know, drive. and I hate driving, so that should and tell you a lot. He hates it. Like he is like, I need a especially in this town. Need... People are dumb. Well, <laughs> it was there wasn't really a lot of people on the street at that when time. We would that's go why out. I didn't bother. But me I mean, as much. it was one of those things where like Mike is a destination driven person, so like I, I focus. Uh, and I, and he I gets get tunnel there. vision. So I would like be like, hey, let's hop on the road and stop at every historical road marker on the side of the road before we get to wherever we're going. And he's like, uh-uh. No. And he's like, if we're going here, we're going from here to here. If we, He would prefer us to never stop to eat or pee or whatever, and we just go. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're humans. I need to eat. I need to pee. I need to stretch my legs. I, I can't. She's like... Why, it's like, why can't you just stop? It's like, we got to get there. And I'm like, I'm like don't you ever need to pee worry? or anything? Like, I can hold it. I know. The man. Oh, I can't. Okay, and, so and anyway. I'll, and I'll pee like an digress. Yeah. yeah, I digress. Squirrel. So anyway, so let's go back to. Um, How dare you? Exactly. <laughs> let's get back to the families with special needs kids. So if you've got an IEP. Which oh, yeah, that's the other thing. I started to interrupt, but no, I did want I, I did want to point out that. With the schools, so now you have these special needs kids that can't be around the, the specialists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that are at the schools. And also, those kids especially need the interaction. Oh, Like, for more sure. so. Because yeah. it, it, it just helps them uh, cognitively if they're having that type of issue. Even if it's just a physical issue, 
um, they still need that. They need that exercise. They need to get out. They need oh, to, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's so important. I know. So let me, let me step back, but thank you for apologizing before you interrupted. That was very kind. I but, tried. um, so an IEP is an individual educational program. So, um, if, if your child's on the spectrum or is delayed or can't speak or, Whatever it is, and this isn't the ESL classes. These are like true IEPs. Um, I have a hard time focusing. I have, you know, I I have a speech delay. I have cognitive issues in understanding or comprehension or whatever the case may be. Maybe they're in a full time um, IEP class or a special needs class, or maybe they're integrated into the school into the classroom. Either way, this has to be somewhere. This has to be against the law, that they are, they are violating your rights as a parent. They're violating your children's rights with this IEP. And like Mike had said, there are specialists to help your kids. Now, don't get me wrong. The best person for your child is you, obviously, a thousand percent always. But I know people who, who have special needs kids, and they're like, I don't know how to help them. I don't know what to do. Their needs are far superior and more difficult or challenging than I've ever imagined. And for those parents who are now going to be stuck trying to figure out, oh, itch, stuck trying to figure out how to help their kids, this is going to be bad. Okay? These kids are going to have serious issues coming back into the school system. Well, the other thing is the, um, uh, everything's online, quote unquote. Um, so how, how, how are you going to do that stuff that you just mentioned? You can't over a computer. You can't. So a lot of these special need kids and a lot of them that are on the spectrum, even though they might not verbally communicate, they need it. It's very good for them to have a loving, kind, supportive person to just be there and just touch their hand and just be like, it's going to be okay. Like, I'm here for you if you need me. Like, they need that constant attention. They need that constant um, um, positivity and reassurance and all of that. And if these kids don't get that, the regression we're going to see in their social school, educational, like everything is going to just, is, is going to fall apart and well, it's going to be like starting from scratch. And the regression isn't going to just happen with um, special needs kids. Oh, it'll happen with all of them. It's going to happen with every yeah. single kid, even up to teenagers. Oh, for sure. I think teenagers sometimes more. Well, I think teenagers now, they don't communicate much anyway. They right. all just text. But I think, uh, I think that, yeah. They need to get their yeah. head out of their phone. Yeah. I mean, how, Yeah. So there's that. So you've got that legal aspect, which I think a lot of IEP special needs families need to start looking into. There's any lawyers out there that can, like, look into this stuff? Yeah, it's super, super important. And you just sit there and you're like, so let's say you're you're stuck at home. It's been an especially long day. You've got a special needs kid. You don't know what to do. And you're at your wit's end and you don't know what to, like, I see, foresee 
a higher increase in domestic violence and child abuse in suicides and self-harm. I see it increasing now more than ever because well, essentially the school district said this is the plan for the next 90 days. So August, September, October, that essentially takes you into, well, end of August, so beginning of November. So that takes you, I mean. And going back to the Rona situation, we called this when we first shut down. When you separate everyone, great, you're going to get the virus down. Guess what's going to happen when they integrate again? It's going to go up. It's going to go up. It's exact. We called this. We knew this was going to happen. Those of you that are shocked and surprised, you're morons. Because oh my gosh, the numbers are their rising. The numbers are rising. No shit. Don't Sherlock. you see that? You're killing us all. Oh gosh. No, no the we're not. Recovery is skyrocketing. Um, the death rate is super low. Right? Nobody's talking about that. And kids, it's practically non existent. So what reason? is there to shut down the schools and do this online Zero. crap. Zero. It, it, it is unfathomable. It, I just... Unfathomable? Uh, Whoa. I know it's a big word, right? Unfathomable. Well, that, my microphone was like, no. <laughs> uh, I, you're not doing this. You're doing this for political reasons. That's the only logical reason I can think of you doing oh, this. Oh, but this isn't bipartisan. This isn't political. Bull this isn't fucking bipartisan. shit. <laughs> This isn't a partisan issue. Uh, yeah, right. But so I mean, I I foresee you suck. <laughs> That's what I think of this. All this, but is. I I truly foresee huge issues and problems, and you know, for there's a lot of parents out there who are like, I'm gonna bring my kids home, and I'm gonna actually homeschool them, and then so. And that's another issue that we can talk about in a little bit. Homeschool. There's there's three types of homeschooling. Okay, there is. CCSD at home, which is like your K through 12. Um, also, just kind of a side note before you yeah, actually go yeah, yeah. into it. Uh, go check out our, our earlier episodes mm-hmm. on homeschooling. We do actually have episodes and go into a huge amount of detail about your options and uh, what it's like and, and all that stuff. So I have a whole playlist uh, uh, set up so you can just watch them one after the other. Go check it out. But I'll. Let Melissa touch on it now so you kind of have the idea. Yeah, 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 thank you. So you've got, like, public school at home, which is, like, your CCSD options, but they're in the home. And then you have, like, independent slash traditional homeschooling, which is what we do. Um, We are not tied by the school district. We I choose my own curriculum. I choose my own schedule. I make my own everything. I do everything on my own. And um, so, so when you're... The biggest question you have to, like right now, this third option of homeschooling, the biggest issue and the biggest question you need to ask yourself is, do I want my child to return to Clark County School District when this whole stuff is over? And if your question, if your answer to that question is yes, then you've got a, you've got only two options. You've got that cohort C, which is what you guys did earlier with the distance learning, or you've got withdraw them from CCSD, homeschool them, but make sure that you are aligning that curriculum with the required needed learned lessons through that first or second quarter of CCSD so they don't fall behind. So traditional and independent homeschooling is totally different. 
I don't have to go by those guidelines. Um, I can choose what I want to teach um, in regard to some parameters. You know, I need to teach math and English and science and history and language arts and stuff like that. Um, and I add other stuff like art and PE and, and music and all that other stuff. But um, it's really important for you to sit down and ask that question before you choose what you're going to do. Because if your question is, yes, I want to return, then you've got some serious questions on how you want to do that. You know, And that's, and that's one of those things that if you, if you know a teacher or you know their teacher, I would contact them and say, hey, what's the required um, um, skills that they need to know at the end of this grade to move on to the next grade? Because you definitely don't want your child to fall behind in the public school system. Especially if they're in like high school or even junior high to high school. Well, that's different. Like you need to get an accredited curriculum. I I understand that. But what about those kids that are are in that situation? You know what I mean? Like that. So now you get in and are they going to get it a partial accredited? You know what I mean? Like, well, what they're doing, the school district for that cohort is they're doing like, I think only four classes and that's it. So like basically like, no electives is what it is. Essentially no electives, yeah. And so they're only going to be doing the bare basics, the bare bones, so that they can get their credits. Even though electives need... are also part of your college. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, my gosh. I think electives are so much more important sometimes than required classes, especially if that required class is stupid. Because um, Colleges look at all those ele- oh, electives. Yeah. If you're a part of the student body, it, you know. Oh, yeah. How involved were you in uh, in even athletics? Oh, for I, that sure. shows like yeah. school spirit and and all that stuff. So oh, for sure, yeah. And not only that, then let's look at this. So let's say we've now dumbed down our school now because we have to. <laughs> and now all of a sudden these kids are going to be going to college if and whenever that happens. And then all of a sudden you now have to dumb down college. Well, I think college has been dumbing down for a well, while. Well, no, no, no. But, but what I'm saying is even more so. Yeah, I agree with you. College has been dumbed down even more so. <laughs> exactly. And so the thing that's really hard is that you sit there and you're like, oh, man. Is it even worth spending the money to go to a liberal arts college anymore? Oh, dear Lord. It, right? <laughs> to, to, get, to get any kind of an education. And a liberal arts college doesn't do anything. Well, no, they do. I mean, if you if you want to say so. Well, <laughs> so what I'm saying is, you know, you've got that issue with the legal stance and and how you're going to to make sure that your child is taken care of in the future, either returning to or not um, to to public school. But I think what I also want to import impart on this is not only did the parents say that they didn't want social distance learning. Or distance learning or whatever you want to call it. But a lot of teachers. A lot of the teachers. I spoke to at least five teachers that I know that are still teaching. And none of them. And none of their co-workers that they, like like whole schools didn't want this. But yet there are other states that are like, yeah, we're going back to school. If I was a parent in this district, I would be livid. Yeah, exactly. I would be so mad. Because I'm like, what, so... Arizona can go to school, but we can't. New Mexico and Utah can go to school, but we can't. Like, we're... <laughs> well, we're we're a hot zone. That's why. <laughs> I already well, talked I about the, the numbers. Hot. <laughs> I know the temperature's hot. Well, yeah, it, but just a, kind of a sidetrack on the whole school thing and talking about Rona is, didn't they say it was going to kind of die off in the summer? Yes. <laughs> 
So, especially in our 110 degree well, weather. I, I found a I found a graph the other day. We'll have to post it or post a link to the graph. And it essentially is like, it's like a peak down to like zero. Like there, and that it was regarding hospitalizations. They've completely dropped right. off. And the governor's like, oh, we have our all hospitalizations these... is increasing. And the... No, Do he didn't say that. that. All, all he's are... talking about is the positive cases. No, correct. But he, <laughs> they're also, hospitals are cutting hours and laying nurses off because no one's going. And a lot of the people, uh, the, a lot of the ICU beds that are, are being filled are not COVID related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're other related. Everything else. Actual, like, related to what they should be used for. So we've got that. And the last thing that I want to talk about, which is really one of the things, it, it, it goes, uh, like, the underlining theme for this whole ca- podcast should be the kids. By Absolutely. far, no matter where it is, what it's doing, if you're homeschooling, if you're not homeschooling, if you're charter school, if you're pub- private school, whatever it is, the underlining theme is always the kids. Always. And for me... That's a huge, that's a huge bullet point for me. Kids are our future and kids are where we are going to go today. And so we need to take care of them and mold them and teach them. But what about the kids who don't have internet access in their home? What about the kids who don't have Chromebooks? So I know the school district is like, we're going to go ahead and send out, um, Chromebooks to everybody, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna work out this this internet yeah, so issue. Yeah, so apparently really? there was like eleven thousand computers that they had uh, that they're gonna be, and the first priority are all those kids who don't have computers or internet. How are they gonna have it? So you're gonna make the parents get more internet? Like, yeah. how are they going to supersede this if parents can't afford internet now? Right. How do you think they're going to afford internet in by August twenty fourth? And that and that goes back to what I was saying about shooting from the hip. Like you're not thinking, you're not thinking at all. Like you, you, you <laughs> So they're like, oh, we can use hotspots. So, so, Excuse me. Um. So now uh, they have one to, hotspot for eleven thousand. Are you going to put them all in one area so they can all use the same right. hotspot? Right. Well, here's the oh, other. Wait thing. a second. They should just go to school then. Right. Go figure that. So. Yeah, that's what we're saying. So now they have to leave their house anyways mm-hmm. to go to some areas, maybe uh, some public area with the internet, like McDonald's or whatever, and sit there, do their school for however long, being exposed to... God knows how many germs. Oh, my gosh, the germs. Oh, my gosh, we're killing the kids. Oh, dear Lord, like it's... And the teachers. We're killing the kids and the teachers. Um. So the... <laughs> You had said, like, go, like, to McDonald's or something. So, like, even the uh, library, which is open, um, they closed their homeschool because they have homeschool rooms at the library up where we are, which are great because homeschool co-arts, co-ops can meet and have classes and kids can use the Internet and the computer's there and it's fantastic. But they've shut all those rooms down. And so there's not even access for that there. Right. I so, just, I, it's, I'm just dumbfounded that they would buy 11,000 laptops and yet have no way for the kids to use them. Despite a budget shortfall. Oh, a huge. And they just got their budget cut again. So, and here, so here, so, it, it's going to go back to this now. In my opinion, you know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, teachers that are not going to be doing these, uh, 
whatever online stuff because mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to have all these teachers doing it. I don't know. Even if they do. Well, let's I just think, say they I do. I think they're supposed to be doing some kind of work. I don't know what it is. Right. So let's just say it's the two days a week or however much it is. I think your your pay should get cut more. If you If you're one of those teachers, hear me out, if you're one of those teachers that says we shouldn't open up the schools... All right, take a pay cut because you obviously don't need to have a classroom. You don't need to prepare. You don't need to go buy supplies. Well, they might need to prepare. They might. They don't need to buy supplies. That's what yet. I mean by prepare. Like you don't. You don't. You mean you might have to do all a bunch have to of lesson plan and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's that doesn't cost anything. <laughs> no, it's just time. Yeah, it, right. It, it, so your your pay should get cut, and I know you don't get paid a lot as it is. Well, and here's just like I think the the governor and all them, they shouldn't be getting a paycheck either. Oh, for sure. They shouldn't. And I think one of the things that's really hard is like now think about it this way. Like sometimes and I'm digressing back to when I went to elementary school. I had music. I had art. I had all this stuff. How are these parents who can't even afford Internet going by art supplies so their kids like you're not going to have art anymore. You're not going to have music. You're not going to have P.E. You're not going to have all these other parents are going to do the bare minimum. Oh, for sure. For sure. Most parents. I would say probably, and this is not to be a bash on the parents. It's just, if you don't. It's too much. Right. It's a ton. There's a reason that Melissa is a stay-at-home mom teaching her kids. I know how much work goes into it. There's a ton of work. Uh, It might might as well be a paying job. She's just not getting paid for it. So, uh, but it is a job. So, and that was our agreement when we had kids. It's like, all right, well, then you're going to handle well, we that said, stuff. Yeah, we said, like, so either they're going to private school or we're homeschooling them. Right. Like, they're because I taught in this district. I'm like, there's no way they're going in this district. So. And there's no way if, we If you're not afford. willing to put in that time, especially if you're a single parent or a two-income parent parents, um, there's no way you're going to have time to do all that. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Mad props to homeschool, <laughs> right? Well, and it's and it's hard too because you know what you just said right there—the two income households and the single parent. Like you've got to work all day. Mm-hmm. My biggest, my biggest fear is who's going to be with these kids. That's my biggest. Like who? Like, and I get it. Like junior high and above, you can probably leave them at home. But not only that, if I was if I was stuck in CCSD and I had to do what they told me to do and have my kids in front of a computer screen for however many hours a day guess what that's exactly what i tell them and i would never have my kids on there but here's the problem you know the minute your kid doesn't log in and is there they're going to call child protective services and they're going to be at your door with a welfare check or with a truancy officer Mm -hmm. or with whatever because that's what they do and trust me right now they're going to do any fines and whatever that they can Yep, because they need the money. They need the money, and they're going to do what, even if it's to, even if they take away your kids a little bit and they have to pay whatever fines to get them back, which is like kidnapping in my opinion. But, oh, for sure it is. <laughs> uh, they'll probably do it. And, and I know that sounds cold, but it's a fact. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you can't. But I just, I feel bad for these kids who now all they're going to do is be able to see their friends on Zoom or on Google Meet or whatever. Um so what about all these Google kids that are, that are insecure as it is? Or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, some of them may like so it, but yeah. the isolation is isolation is not good. 
for a person. There's a reason that it's considered a punishment in prison. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not good. mentally, physically, emotional. Like, all of the yeah. shuns, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, it's bad. It's all bad. And I think that I think that parents, um, even though I'm not a CCSD um, parent, I think, I, but I do pay property taxes, so, you know, I, I do pay a part of that. I think every single person needs to voice their opinion. Every single person needs to say something in regards to this because you need to speak up. There is no other advocate for your child or for your family that is better suited to help you than yourself. So if you if you think you need an advocate, call me. I will call and yell and scream and bitch and moan and write letters. I will be a thorn in the side of someone until we get a positive answer because especially these And they these don't spe- have an answer. No, they don't. And especially for these special needs kids that it's near and dear to my heart. Um you guys, we are we are ruining these children, and in 20 years, we will see the repercussions of this. And we will see it. Hold my, hold me to the fire. We will mm-hmm. see it. I mean, like Melissa said, it may not be now, but it's going to be later. And, oh, for sure. Um, the, the detriment of this is going to be large-reaching. I've grown up uh, with a special needs kid in the house. Um, I know exactly how rough it can be. Um, for both the parents and the child. Um, it takes a lot of goal, a lot of cojones to do that job. Um, and it, in the end, it's just sad. It, it really is. Um, like Melissa said, it's, it's, it's not fair to, and don't give me that life isn't, this is a, uh, easily fixable situation. Oh, for sure. So Super. don't so don't give me that life isn't fair crap, um, because the people that are making the decisions are consistently making bad and wrong decisions uh, for political purposes. And, and they're not. They're don't not thinking. don't let the governor or anybody else tell you this isn't a partisan issue. It is. It, yeah. It's a hundred percent a partisan issue. Uh, he knows it. We all know it. Um, don't give me the, uh, to save lives crap because the numbers don't support it. Uh, they never did, uh, look, look at it. I mean, yeah, we may have had spikes, uh, but I think it's also a lot of manipulation going on and it's still going on. Uh, we didn't talk too much about it lately, but look at all the states that are adjusting their numbers. Look at all the states that aren't requiring masks anymore, mm-hmm. or the businesses that aren't requiring masks anymore. And for you, and for you governors that are out there, hopefully you're listening. Um, that uh, that have opened your states up and not required masks. And thank and you, yeah, thank you, sincerely. Uh, I wish we were having that here in Nevada. Uh, we're not, but we have uh, a tyrannical governor, right? Amongst other states that have mm-hmm. tyrannical governors. Um, we're not the only ones, but so for you governors that have opened up and don't require masks and want people to just live their lives as much as possible, thank you sincerely. So no, true, thank you. No, but seriously, um, be your own advocate. You really need to be. If you don't know how, message me. I will teach you because I had to be an advocate for our family with Jaden and Grace. Yeah, and you know? if if you don't know how. Find someone who does know how. Trust yeah. me, they're out there. 
So use can help you. use the positive yeah. side of social media. Oh, for sure. And because yeah. there's tons of groups, there's tons of people that are like Melissa that'll just be willing to help. So man, this got solemn really fast. I know. But seriously, and you guys, you know what? Hey, there are good people Oops, out there all the time, and we want to help. So let us know how we can help you. Yes. So we'll try and. Uh, be a little more cheerful in the next one. <laughs> la, 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 la. No, we were cheerful for the first time, but I'm I'm mad. It's just it, it, no, this I'm is on a, fire. Well, Melissa on fire. <laughs> it's just uh, I know we know a lot of parents that are just pissed off at this decision. Oh, they're so mad. Um, Fired up, and it's it's sad. It really is. And the kids are the kids because they don't understand a lot of them. Um, are sad and bummed out. Uh, they're not going to see their friends. They're not going to get to hang out. They're, you're not allowing them to be kids. Exactly. And, and that's the most important. They need to be kids. Yeah. And you're not allowing, uh, I know good parents, like the ones we know, hopefully like us as well, mm-hmm. uh, have been trying to keep uh, in a kid's eye as normal life Correct. as possible. Yeah. Well, um, that's what you do as a parent. You know, try and keep some sense of normalcy. Right. So hopefully they don't realize, ever realize how bad it actually is or, uh, or if they even know it's bad at all, hopefully, uh, hopefully they don't, you know, hopefully um, you've been that most amazing parent who has sheltered their kids away from this. I know our kids hear it because we do the podcast and they hear what we do and they know how we think. And we don't hide it from them. If they ask us a question, we tell them age appropriately, you know, the answer yeah. to what it is, you know. So, so and just make your own call. Uh, be that awesome parent. Um, be that you example. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. Um, but be that awesome parent and show them that, you know, just how tough you are when it yeah. comes right down to it. Yeah, so. be a badass parent. Right? Not that you already aren't, but... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, let's uh, let's go over here. <gasps> Which one should we do? Ooh, I don't know. Do something different. Do something different. Let's do it. This is a fun one. So thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, we I know it was a little solemn, like Melissa said, At but the end, yeah. Uh, but that's why we're playing the, the upbeat music. Happy times, <laughs> happy times. So just realize that uh, it is tough out there, but we're here for you. Uh, and we love you, but people do suck. They do. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. All right, next time. Be bye. Safe. <laughs> bye.